Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is January 22nd of 2023, and we're celebrating the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. Today's Gospel comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 4, and we'll read the long version, which is chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live by Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been said through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light, and those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. Today, as we celebrate the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, we continue our journey through the beginning of Ordinary Time. We know that the green color of the vestments symbolizes growth and development. So Ordinary Time is far from boring time, even though maybe it's not as exciting as Christmas or the Easter seasons. Now today's Gospel brings this idea to the forefront. In the part of Mark's Gospel that we just heard, Mark takes pains to give us Two little details, details which might seem insignificant. He tells us that both sets of apostles who were called were fishermen, but that Simon and Andrew were casting their nets into the sea, while James and John were in a boat mending their nets when Jesus called them. Now, the casting of the nets, the the actual time of fishing, was probably the highlight of the fisherman's day. After all, That's what being a fisherman is about, fishing. However, mending the nets was a long, boring, and necessary task. Fishermen often spent as much time repairing their damaged nets as they did fishing. In the midst of both these tasks, one exciting and one boring, Jesus called these men to draw near to him, to follow him. The same happens to us and in a particular way, with those of us who are Christians, trying to live out our vocations. Christ is constantly calling us to draw nearer to him. Sometimes he calls in the midst of exciting tasks and challenges, where it's easy for us to revel in the joy of his call. Yet much more often than that, Christ calls us through the boring, everyday tasks. The servant of God, the Jesuit father Walter Cizek, spent years in Soviet prison camps. And in one of his books, He Leadeth Me, 
he gives the following reflection on the monotonous daily grind. This is what he writes. The Gospels show us Christ the teacher, the healer, the wonder worker. But these activities of his public life were the work of three short years. For all the rest of the time of his life on earth, God was a village carpenter and the son of a carpenter. He did not fashion benches or tables or beds by means of miracles, but by hammer and saw. He worked long hours to help his father, and then became the support of his widowed mother by the rough work of a country craftsman. Nothing he worked on, as far as we know, ever set any fashions or became a collector's item. He worked in a shop every day, week in and week out, for some twenty years. There was nothing spectacular about it. There was much of the routine about it, perhaps much that was boring. There is little we can say about the jobs we do or have done that could not be said of the work God himself did when he became a man. Yet, he did not think it demeaning, beneath his dignity, dehumanizing. He worked day in and day out for some twenty years to set us an example, to show us that these routine chores are not beneath man's dignity or even God's dignity. That simple household tasks and the repetitive work of the wage earner are not necessary evils, but noble and redemptive works worthy of God himself. To eat one's bread in the sweat of one's brow is to do nothing more or less than Christ himself did. And he did it for a reason. He did it for years on end. He did it for more than three quarters of his life on earth to convince us that God has not asked of us anything more tedious, more tiring, more routine and humdrum, more unspectacular than God himself has done. He made it plain that the plainest and dullest of jobs is, or at any rate can be, if viewed properly in respect to God and to eternity, a sharing in the divine work of creation and redemption, a daily opportunity to cooperate with God. That's a profound way of looking at things. Even these, even these tasks, even cleaning the, the toilets, taking out the trash, looking after the kids, all these things are a daily opportunity to cooperate with God, a daily opportunity to participate in his work of salvation and redemption. If viewed properly in respect to God and to eternity, he says, what does that mean? That means done with love for God. When we do even the boring tasks with great love, the time passes quickly, and we can't be bored. In Genesis, we read that Jacob served seven years for Rachel, yet they seemed to him like a few days because of his love for her. Think about it. Seven years like a few days. Years of boring work tending stupid sheep seemed like nothing because he loved her. Without love, everything is painful, tiring, and burdensome. The cross, if we take it up hesitantly, crushes us. If it's taken up smilingly, by free will and with love, it will carry us much more than we carry it. Love makes time eternal by giving a divine value to everything. 
love makes time eternal by giving a divine value to everything. So as we continue through ordinary time, let's ask for the grace through the intercession of Mary, mother of divine love, to love Jesus and the cross, especially those crosses that come in the form of everyday boring tasks.